Hi everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Respectfully Disagree. It's a new month and the new theme. In the last month of 2023, we're going back to school. <laughs> yup, this month we're debating the most controversial aspects of high school life in India and how that has shaped or rather misshaped us. So, in episode 1, we're going to talk about where it all begins, which is co-ed or single gender schools, which was better. And this is a conversation which is more relevant to India actually than to most parts of the world because here it continues to be a highly prevalent phenomenon of having single gender schools. We're going to get into why and a lot more in a bit. But to start off with, let's ask everyone, which was better, co-ed or single gender schools and why? And you obviously also have to reveal which kind of school you went to so we know what bias you have. This is Shishti, your host, by the way. Hey guys, Neha here. Uh, I went to a co-ed school very happily. Uh, I would not choose to go to a single gender school. I think, uh, I mean, all the traumas and tribulations aside, I think I had a really fun time in co-ed school and it <clears throat> and developed a lot of friendships that I still hold dear today. And I don't know if that would have happened if I had gone to a single gender school. Hi everyone, this is Denise. Um, I do think co-ed schools seem better but I also think that there are a lot of advantages to a single gender school and uh, yeah I did go to an all-girls school so yeah definitely um, I'm a bit in the middle over here about this one. Denise D'Souza diplomatic as always. <laughs> hmm. Hi this is Rohita and you know I, I start I was going to say that uh, co-ed schools are better. I've been to a co-ed school. I can't imagine going to a single gender school, but now actually I feel like neither are particularly great. Just school (laughs) in India is a very, uh, is a a life scarring experience. So whether you go to a co-ed school or not, so that's where I stand. Oh my god, that is a very dark take. Um, I went to a, I went to a girls' school just like Denise, and uh, actually when we were talking about this topic is when I realized that hey, there were some pros to it. Although the general perception is that co-ed schools are better. Okay, so to start off with, let's ask everybody, right? In especially since. Two of us have gone to single gender schools and two of us have gone to co-ed schools. So if there's one thing that you take from the other kind of school, what would it be? Like looking back as an adult today. Starting off very simple. Uh, I think the one thing I would take away from at least girls school, this is specifically not boys school, is that there were a lot, uh, I think the language and the conversations around uh, menstruation, sex and sexuality was a lot more open. Whereas in a co-ed school, the, it was a lot more hush-hushed. I don't think we spoke about periods at all. And even if it did, it was much, much later, 10th grade, when we like the friendships were fully formed. And even then, it was still like an awkward conversation. And so was sex. Sex, so definitely we didn't talk about at all, unless it, it was like nudge-nudge, joke-joke. So yeah, that. Um, I think it's so interesting that you think that in in all girls school our conversations around menstruation were open. Oh. 
because they were not like at least in my school they were not because we were still a in a convent school mm-hmm. where it was talked about it very strategically and even then we didn't even do it in the same classrooms as we were taught the rest of the subjects in we were like kind of huddled and taken into some small classroom where they showed us images and all and that's it so it was very harsh stuff even there so actually i think it's interesting that how we've spoken about things which we perceive might have been different in single gender schools or co-ed schools were not necessarily that way and let's start from the biggest factor which is clearly gender roles and sexuality because that plays a huge role the moment you segregate people on the basis of gender right so let's start by asking which one is worse when it comes to reinforcing gender roles/stereotypes you know weirdly at least from like from the outside it seems like single gender schools are better at, as in paradoxically it feels like co-ed schools are worse at uh, worse in terms of reinforcing gender stereotypes and gender roles because i mean there's just like this whole element of compulsory heterosexuality that's enforced in such a space and you're growing up it's your formative uh, it, these are your formative years and the kind of gender roles that are inscribed upon you is 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 very much oriented towards what's desirable as opposed to femininity for its own sake so you never really i mean obviously all of this is something you kind of realize only in hindsight now in adulthood but then what what femininity is and can be is so different from what femininity was as defined by like what's attractive in a heterosexual context so like um it was it was so it was very superficial and it was very oriented towards somebody else's gaze as opposed to figuring out for yourself what it means to you um and that wasn't just in like reinforced by your peers by um peers who were um your friends like of the same gender it wasn't just reinforced by boys in the class it was also reinforced by authority figures and teachers because and they kind of enforced it negatively in a way where you you kind of are just growing up and discovering yourself a little bit and then you're very harshly put down and moral police and slut shamed and you're you're accused of doing it for the attention of boys and then you kind of internalize the notion that any expression any kind of gender expression in a physical sense is negative if it's for that purpose or is inherently bad or is inherently shameful so it was just a lot of um toxic i mean that word is just very overused now but actually i think toxic um lessons that you take away from such an environment um and so i wonder if it was like if we would have been better off in a you know like if i would have been better off in a girl school but i don't know i think coed schools are definitely spaces that reinforce gender roles more strictly um especially because in in single gender schools you have uh, you have that gender playing all roles you have them in leadership roles you have them in uh in in across like different curric- extracurriculars like you have them 
basically you have them performing different kinds of administrative roles in the student body places right so even the more like ma uh, masculine kind of roles like a uh, uh, head head student role was taken up by uh, by girls in my school obviously it was not categorized only as um as roles that were inherently feminine like taking care of something or like nurturing something or like growing a plant those kind it was not that kind of stuff it was let's play football let's be the captain of the team yeah that's so true because in in this setting you kind of automatically defer to male authority uh because you start learning it because you're surrounded by so like as an even like sports is such a good example because when until i was in 8th grade i used to play basketball and even now people because like, i'm like relatively tall in real life people think that i'm the kind of person who played sports in which where height is a desirable thing but then i stopped playing uh basketball and many people actually stopped playing sports in general many girls stopped playing sports as much around 8th or 9th because and by default it would just be a boys activity and games period in school would just be like the boys going and playing football and the girls like sitting around and chatting and just like oh what i would give to be in a coed school where i could sit around and chat in games <laughs> period and then have to do frog jump and what not we used to have some insane stuff and i'd be like no way this is happening but but also rohita i think uh I do disagree with you here. I mean actually not disagree I have just had a different experience. I think uh, contextualized by how sort of romantic advances and relationships and that whole thing even socially somehow was kind of looked down upon for us. A lot of who was considered cool were the tomboys and were like the cool group or whatever was the one sort of co like mixed group of like guys and girls and naturally the girls in this group were also more comfortable around the men more comfortable acting a little more masculine so these were like the girls that were looked down upon were also the girls that sort of sat around and chatted or the more like sort of housewifey sort of an uh, vibe which i mean I, there were words like that thrown around where so because again end of the day modernity is what's cool right and this was what was modern for us so definitely that which is why even uh, a response to your comment denise for us a lot of what was pushed was you know uh, whoever i mean of course not authority but just socially the girls that did talk loud talk louder take more initiative were considered to be leaders or cooler but what happened there is that it made us all want to reject the femininity of you know just our general experiences and a lot of us i think most of us grew up with a, i'm not like other girls phase at some point in that school <laughs> and there was definitely that that whole like you know i don't watch romcoms this that all of that did happen and i think that took a lot of unlearning for us to do i was just saying like that's the point like masculinity and femininity was such a binary in a coed and i never even imagine i would come into i, I was fully set on defending coed schools and here i am but um yeah it's such a binary in coed schools like i wish we had like we could figure out for ourselves what it meant like what gender meant because i mean again like my version of femininity was like hyper femininity when i was uh, growing up and it's only now that i'm like kind of 
I don't know, playing a little bit gender-wise. Um, that doesn't mean like experimenting, but just figuring it out uh, on your own and what it means for you, external to anybody else's gaze and external to some other like person who is like bit against you as the opposite in that sense. Um, so we wouldn't have had, I think, this whole pick me phase where it's like a very confused mess uh, between femininity, like having to maintain like a veneer of femininity while also eschewing it. So I don't know. Yeah. Also, I think in an attempt to duplicate masculinity, we also, I mean, at least I tended to pick up a lot of the bad things as well. Just learning to shut up and listen to other people took me a while, I think. (laughs) (laughs) But it's interesting that this conversation has gone in this this direction because if we look at the limited research here, right, there is uh, one 2014 meta-analysis of 184 studies representing the testing of 1.6 million students of all ages from 21 countries wow that's that's like a whole introduction of what it is but um that basically failed to show any advantages of single sex education and in fact it found that people who went to single sex schools like me and denise (laughs) tend to show uh uh or develop strong stereotypes and in group biases about about people you know, on paper, on paper, co-ed schools should be the norm, like uh, like utopian almost, because you're not, I mean, the whole boy-girl thing, the strict separation into just those two categories and the binary is something which, uh, you know, kind of organically happened because of like history and the construct of gender or whatever, as in it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. But I mean, single gender schools, it is very like gender essentialist in that way where you say if if you're saying it's a girl's school then you're defining like what and who a girl is and same with boys but so that way co-ed schools are ideal because you also there's on paper like more room to even explore what gender means beyond the binary but in india it doesn't happen that way because there's the added layer of class and caste anxieties which which are imposed by parents and teachers where there is such a strict um, separation between girls and boys just because of the idea of homogeneity like you you don't want to risk your child getting mixed up romantically with uh, somebody else of a different caste or religion Um, and so that I think the anxiety around like adolescent sexuality breaking those other boundaries is what enforces gender boundary uh, gender boundaries so much more strictly in schools, which I think that's why the school in sex education, for example, in the last season, is just felt so utopian and nice. Like, you know, that's what you you would imagine it would be like. But yeah, in India, it's not to be, unfortunately. But that also brings up an interesting question about um, um, sexuality, gender and queerness right like as in do which one of them tends to reinforce heteronormative norms more and here we were interestingly reading articles about uh you know growing up queer in in kind of both setups and and what does that mean and there are different ways in which um they play out right so for instance uh in in one piece which is called the floor is beautiful growing up queer in an all-girls school by ellie redpath in uh 
the oxford blue um she actually talks about how uh, all girls schools are supposed to be these spaces where you can change in front of anybody and you can it's considered a safe space because you can like do whatever you want and stuff so you can hold hands and stuff so in a sense those boundaries are not there which are enforced more strictly but then it's so weird for you when you don't like you know you you do want to hold someone's hand in a different way or you're like oh wait should i should i look up should i like how how should i navigate this kind of thing and nobody even acknowledges that your desire could exist that's where that thing comes from it's not from a free love place but it's from an obviously nobody's going to feel any kind of romantic or sexual desire towards each other here so i mean that's just one example but just just wondering that is there a more strict reinforcement with uh just the concept of a single gender school and the fact that it creates segregation based on gender or is there actually more space because co-ed schools are so conservative i actually do think there's a lot more space and um i think the binaries like gender binaries are so um are way more ambiguous in these kind of spaces because there's so much less policing and i know that's a controversial statement because of the like uh, your your skirt has to be be- uh, below your knees these kind of these kind of rules but i think in in the space of like unsaid rules there is a lot of ambiguity because um because at the administration is in denial of the existence of any kind of queer relationships to begin with so their guards are very are much lower at least when i was in school that was the case uh, that even even if like even if people were holding hands or like romantically sitting too close to each other i know nobody would say anything cuz it was considered friendship so uh, and it was a convent right so uh, it's it's full denial so uh, <laughs> but you would know that you would know that people in the uh, i i used to play football i knew what was going on <laughs> um, that should be a shot <laughs> yeah and it was it was great but um, i also but it did create that utopia where we all thought we could exist in this uh, in this gender ambiguous space and um i think people didn't take us very seriously and they didn't take our expression very seriously because they were so much in denial that when we got out and we started dressing in a more androgynous way and like shaving our heads off and these kind of things people were like what's going on here but we've all, like always been doing that in different forms when we were younger you just never noticed it yeah and i totally agree because i think the same experience in in my girls school which actually the first time that we thought about was when we were talking about this episode and i was like actually you know what i think i think there was much more of a space and much less queer phobia in school than there was in college so i do want to ask i'm just curious do you think that uh, lesbian relationships or you know female uh, romantic relationships weren't under so much scrutiny or it was okay to explore because in the larger like heteronormative context lesbianism is seen as attractive whereas being gay isn't like being gay is almost like a disease right but mm-hmm. there are a lot of straight relationships where the men like men do have a lot of fantasies about seeing girls kissing and all of that do you think that might have played into it 
you know i don't i don't know that's a really good question because i think if i look back at it now in college 1010% it did mm-hmm. but i think in school we didn't even have that awareness to that extent because that kind of only comes with socialization with different genders where you're like oh okay with i mean explicitly with cis het males where like oh this is apparently attractive and like this is but at least in my experience that wasn't at play at all because it wasn't catering to any kind of male gaze it was very like mm-hmm. what you desire and what you're exploring but that was my experience Yeah, and it's not just not it's not just about uh like relationships also it again goes back to like your idea of sexuality itself on its own it's so like in a coed school is so damaging like you grow up with a damaging version of it because it's it's not like ignored or like it's better to uh function under the assumption that there is an absence of sexuality and desire like you're talking about than the authorities being hyper vigilant of sexuality and any kind of burgeoning sexuality that they see so then they're hyper vigilant of every single behavior of yours that you don't even intend to be sexual but then they perceive it that way and there's nothing worse than an adult perceiving your behavior as sexual when you don't intend for it to be that way because it really instills this like deep shame about your own body about your own expression of desire it really confuses first of all what desire even is and how you express it i mean even something as simple as if your skirt is a little shorter i mean yes you sometimes do that on purpose but sometimes you just don't um but then the way teachers perceive it is just like and then they like shame you in front of the whole class like or oh, you're just like you're wearing shorter skirts and you're basically coming to school for to attract boys and it's like no but now that you say it like that i'm going to perceive like certain behaviors and certain presentations as like as as attracting like unwanted attention and and so just it's like a total space of repressed sexuality just especially on the part of adults when they projected on children it really has like long term consequences uh, even beyond school where you have to unlearn everything about what is healthy expression of sexuality what is not like what what is it like what does it mean to have agency also i think uh, what you said about the short skirt thing is very interesting because uh, i think also another thing that it does to young girls especially is that it teaches you that's the way to make a romantic advance which is ridiculous right <laughs> instead of you know forming a connection or a friendship or hell just going up and talking to the guy you're going to think that oh yeah i should wear a short skirt and objectify myself and then also that's so damaging because then i don't like my legs and then that happens and also who is attracted to sparkly purple nail polish man why was that a thing that was policed hey, speak for yourself <laughs> But since this has become sort of a co-ed school bashing episode, um, I think, <laughs> I think, uh, and clearly Denise and me realizing we liked our schools more than we think. Let's actually talk about one thing which 
is decidedly supposed to be better in a co-ed school which is gender socialization and uh, you know an ncbi study shows that even in the indian context people from single gender schools are much more gender salient lol which basically means aware of gender as a category that shapes life um and are more anxious about mixed gender situations in general i think that is totally accurate with my one personal experience i can say i feel that is that is accurate this is the beginning of men are trash <laughs> it, it it all began with my parents choice to send me to coeds or uh, to a single gender school but uh, but how much truth is there to this which is that um uh, we do tend to view gender as much a much bigger category if we go to single single sex schools versus mixed gender schools and does does a non coed environment actually negatively impact uh, how you look at social relationships in general not not just romantic but any mixed gender social relationships i definitely agree because we'd grown up together i think we were much more inclined to see each other as flawed humans instead of just you know this perfect boy or this perfect girl that will fix everything about me i think so that way i i didn't really romanticize the idea of the other gender as much at all but let's come to the bottom of one of the things that everybody thinks people go go to schools for academics right <laughs> and an edu- a well rounded education so let's actually bring up a study which shows that for once a pro a uh, girl school study which shows that girls leaving single single gender schools are more confident um so this is um the guardian reporting on an australian study which shows this which is fascinating but on the flip side is it harmful if in the long run if that confidence is developed in a single sex environment and then you have to exist in a coed one slash in the real world actually no i don't think it's harmful because i think any confidence or self assurance that you glean when you're growing up stays with you mm. i think whatever your situation is in there's a reason they call it the formative years mm. i think who, that kind of makes you who you are as a person and if you're in an environment that helps that i think once you get out it also gives you the tools to navigate that better of course you'll be in shock for a bit but if it's made you an inherently more self confident person you're winning right yeah Interestingly so far obviously we've been talking about urban or uh, elite experience like coming from our own experiences right a more urban experience but the actual justification for the continued dominance of single sex schools in India is so so dark especially schools only for women and this is where reality hits us and we realize oh no okay so let's quickly quote from um, this article in the times of india actually where um, Swaran Singh Virk who's the principal of a uh, you know college for girls in a village in Punjab says that uh, same sex schools and colleges have a crucial role in a conservative rural environment now i'm quoting from the environment uh, from the article it is in the rural india that one understands the importance of same sex schools i can say from my experience that in a country where official figures indicate that only 54% of girls are going to schools the only way they can be made to study is by giving them free education in an all girls school that's what um this principal says who runs a vocational college with roughly 5000 girls 
you know for all practical like for all intents and purposes like co-ed schools also serve the same function in a sense uh, which is to enforce a strict separation um i don't see like a big tangible difference because co-ed schools it's almost like this in like khap panchayat mentality where you you talk to a boy they like the teachers will just threaten to call your parents and inform your parents in many cases like i mean and you also hear of so many instances where things go very badly in a family when when some something like this happens especially to a girl so in that sense i don't see there being a huge difference uh, practically speaking between co-ed schools and all girls schools it might as well just be the same thing same institution darkly enough uh... <laughs> I think it's interesting that we've discussed so much about co-ed versus uh, you know single gender schools and where the need for single gender especially girls schools come from and how in both cases the impetus is really dark the ways in which moral policing happens so i mean finally if you were to end in question this whole question of single gender versus uh, co-ed schools um, what would gender neutral education really look like and is gender even relevant in how we're educated and socialized in schools like in an ideal case scenario should it be relevant? i just feel like gender neutral education in india i i i don't know if it's possible i don't even know if it's desirable because gender neutral education is not possible given how so much again of uh, like anxieties around controlling sexuality to be like caste and class homogenous is mediated through gender so what is how is it even possible that we aspire to a gender neutral education rather i think gender inclusive or just like something that's totally radically different where we don't ignore uh gender as a whole like the existence of gender but but we change what it means and how we regulate it and like hold authorities accountable for the ways in which they police gender um that's something which i would really like I mean that I I would think is the ideal way forward because otherwise it's just going to continue like in this really gender homogenous restrictive binary sort of system where you grow up with a lot of damaging notions about yourself and your body and your sexuality and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the note we end this conversation on where a conversation about single versus co-ed schools made single sex versus co-ed schools made us think a lot about gender in schools and then about the nature of schools themselves. Stay tuned for more and meanwhile enjoy this critical revisit back to school and share your thoughts and experiences and takeaways as adults with us in the comments below um, if you're listening on spotify you have that question thingy which you can respond to or you can write to us on podcast at the swan.com on that note see you next time bye repeat after me friends thank you ma'am <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i forgot about that this podcast is brought to you by ts studios the production company that brings the swaddle's creative point of view to original podcasts and films <laughs>